Hello, everyone. It is I, Jake Styles. So during the course of this podcast, you're going to hear me attempt to refute the common criticisms of Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them too, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And I think it's fair to say I do a pretty poor job of it. Uh, Jason does add some valuable insights, so I'm going to leave the segment up and unedited. But I don't feel like I really got to articulate my opinions very well. So... And that's on me. So if you would like to hear a more streamlined, articulate version, I'm not going to change any of the opinions. I'm just going to articulate them a little bit better. If you would like to hear um, a streamlined, more articulate version of my opinions and thoughts on the matter, please stay tuned to the end of the episode. I promise it won't disappoint. Thank you very much and enjoy your feature presentation. Hello, friends. We have returned from our first cartel move, our Nintendo cartel move. We push many product across the Rio Grande uh, upon our caballeros. <laughs> the the border wasn't easy to cross, but luckily we have a uh, we have a pretty pretty dope contact who uh, you know got us across pretty okay. We got our first shipment of uh, you know a couple couple hundred Switch uh, units, few uh, few Switch Pro controllers. It was a copy of Kirby Star Allies because you know those Mexicans are always always about Kirby Stars. Joy Con after Joy Con crammed into my derriere. Oh yeah, so you know you know we got the customs. Should the officers come, we got to keister all the analog uh, the analog stick caps. You know they they're not going to have any uh, any replacements if they break. We traveled by our local video juegos almacener. We have many lacrimosa of Donna and nobody want. <laughs> the, the ban will not stop us. We, 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 we're we're, we're going to profit as much as we can off of this. Despite not selling a single unit of Minecraft or uh, once again Lacrimosa of Dana switch port. <laughs> <laughs> we will not be deterred. We were prepared for this trouble. Were you? <laughs> I'm Mexican, everyone. Just so you know, I am totally within my means to say. <laughs> oh, before, right. yeah, before anyone like pops up saying that, to, like, I can defend yourself to say that. I can totally, I can totally make a joke about crossing from the motherland Mexico across the Rio Grande into Tejas. I wasn't using an accent, <laughs> so I'm safe. I think. Yeah, you're safe. I don't you've, give a you're, shit, anyways. You're, you've dropped some n bombs here, though, but you're black. So. <laughs> I don't care. You're though. the ever elusive black Jew. I, I am though. I am. I'm, I'm quite. I'm quite a. I'm quite quite enigma. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, quite, I'm not that Jewish. Um, yeah. Maybe, right. This is the show isn't about me, man. Yeah, exactly. Everyone, this is prepared for trouble. Uh, big shout out to Jenna Shrout and Harley Bean for the incredible artwork. That's thank, my girl. Thank you, Billy Mullen, for giving us that badass intro. Everyone noticed that it's a completely different genre from anything you've ever heard. They've made metal and synth before, but no one's ever done punk synth. Punk synth. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Coin that, man. Yeah. That's a. That's a. That's getting trade marketable there. That's getting trademarked. I swear to God, if I hear another one of you say it, and believe me, I'll know. I'll be hiding under your bed when you get home. You gotta pay him, man. It's like a quarter every time you say you say it. Punks it though. A quarter. A quarter. 
times four is the minimum donation you can give us on the Anchor app. Are you, if you feel like supporting the cause, please don't donate at least a dollar to us. You're, you're Fifty if you're that, being you're generous. Now? Thousand if you want some sex favors. What? <laughs> you're plugging that now, man? It's the very beginning. Yeah, they're all here. They're all tuned in. They haven't yes. left yet. <laughs> Yeah, give us money. And now they're gone. <laughs> give us money so we can keep doing this because this is really fun. Yeah, so what's on the agenda today, Jason? What are we thinking of? Uh, what are we thinking of? Well, I mean, I don't know. What's new? What's great in the, the, the wonderful world of media? Technology is incredible. As that one dude from uh, from uh, every Pokemon game always says, technology is incredible. You can, uh, you can buy a sex robot and get an AI programmed into it and then have sex with her and then erase their memory so that they don't remember that they've had sex with you. And nowadays, you can have sex with a Lego doll and it'll sing the everything is awesome theme from the movie. Someone has that as a fetish, I'm sure, Jake. So <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't uh, They're inclusive. I want you here. I got nothing but love for you. Oh. <laughs> I That's want you fair. here. I want you donating. So, <laughs> technology is awesome. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about Starlink Battle for Atlas. Oh, or Star Fox Battle for Star Atlas. Fox. Better, Star um, Fox. The superior version on the Nintendo Switch. Star is Fox for Switch. That's what the game is called. Star Starlink. Is uh, it's an Ubisoft game? Yeah, you, you wouldn't, you know, it's surprising, but Ubisoft is really starting to uh, come into their own, right? I I wouldn't say coming. They've they've been into their own for a while. I think I think the better for I think is, um, uh, is sorry, more like that's part of a slip up on me when it comes to our Nintendo uh, crossovers. They've really like come into a they can they have done crossover. This is probably an incre- This is probably the best Nintendo crossover. Um, that I can think of. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, yeah, yeah like Mario yeah. Rabbids Mario was a Rabbids game that I did. Yeah, the Mario Rabbids game was a game I didn't like think I needed, but I've become more aware now that I do need it. Yeah, um, I've been actually. I've been trying to get my yeah. hands on. That was poor phraseology on my part. They've oh. kind of come in their into their own in this cross. No, I think business. I understand what you mean. Yeah, now. yeah. No, I see what you mean. Um, I was gonna say because Ubisoft is uh, has has been has had some rocky times lately because of general their general treatment of uh, downloadable content for some of their games, uh, their treatment of the Assassin's Creed franchise, some of their other franchises. Even though um, people are pretty raving about Odyssey. Well, yeah, now now they're starting <clears throat> to turn things around. Although mm-hmm. I I get I'm 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 not really savvy. I dropped off of Assassin's Creed a while ago. Um, but yeah, people were not happy with Unity and Syndicate. Now with Origins mm-hmm. and now Odyssey, it seems yeah. like people are people are back. But that's that's not the point. The point is like Ubisoft seems to be doing more to please their fans, like their fans, yeah, in particular. And now they're doing these crossovers with Nintendo uh, Mario Rabbits. Mario Rabbits apparently is a real good love letter to yeah, both series. Exactly, I guess and that's mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. And I'm sure it must be a dream for Ubisoft to like work for that. So Starlink, when I found out that Starlink was going to have like Star Fox content on the switch i was like well that that's something and I, you know it's weird i didn't even i remember i hadn't we, heard of the game before we, then yeah i mean it, feel we, bad we had talked about it here though we had actually talked about it during our e3 uh our three e3 episode we you and i i remember saying i hope they treat him right and boy did they ever oh yeah they really they really did they gave our lovely furry boy the most the most more love than nintendo's been giving him oh True. Yeah, that's real sad. <laughs> it's true, sad, but that's true, man. That's real sad. Um, but I, I guess kind of true. The so last star, the last good Star Fox game we got that wasn't a remake was Assault, 
And yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but, but most people would disagree with you. Though. Yeah, I'm not gonna. But I'm not most people though. I agree with you. I really Thank like you. Assault. That's my favorite model. I'm gonna for the say it right now. If you think Adventures is good, I need you to take a long, hard look at it and f- realize that one, it's not even a Star Fox game. It's not a Star Fox <laughs> game. It's not. It was never a Star Fox game. It's like the worst Zelda game ever. <laughs> it's like a very mediocre yeah. Zelda. It's, I, I don't even understand. Like, why do you like that? Half the items have gibberish names, man. It's not a good game yeah second it just wasn't it wasn't even supposed to be a star fox game i i, I can't get over that point is yeah. we haven't had a good star fox game in over a decade it's, yeah it's, even it's star fox zero actually i don't want to say that star fox zero was a bad game it's just it was an, it's an a poorly an incredibly game. disappointing game it's a poorly yeah. executed game that game would have been 20 percent better if it had no motion control yeah it was she, it, one, it was boring time shigeru Miyamoto mm-hmm. actually should have just stepped the fuck away mm-hmm. and been like wow maybe i don't need to fucking stick my dick at everything <laughs> like, <laughs> well yeah if you can imagine like with that that was like the one difference between that and i don't want to say the one difference between that and star fox 64 but the thing is star fox 64 while it's a pretty legendary game i don't want to say that it's aged gracefully um and how so like i feel like the gameplay has gotten pretty stale for me over and like as far as replaying for star fox i can uh i mean star fox 64 is still fun on fresh playthroughs because like Mm -hmm. you can you can do like different things each time but like i see what you mean there's different routes i mean so the game had good replayability then but now it's i feel like it's grown a little stale for me uh specifically and i feel like uh Star Fox Zero didn't do anything. Oh, it did to reinvigorate something for me, especially with what shit. they could do now with it's the abilities of the capabilities of the Wii U. I know it's not huge, but it's definitely more than the N sixty four, and they did nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so weird because they were willing to take risks with Assault, and like Assault is Ass- Assault is model from that R wing. I just said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. Yeah, that thing looks so aggressive and badass. It's so good. I love it. Oh yeah, the yeah the uh, the um, Assault R wing. Oh yeah, yeah, it's the best. I love all the R wings, but Assault definitely has the best design. Mm-hmm. Just like I love those, I love the the blue accents on the yeah. uh, the wings and everything. It looks grander. It looks sleeker. Like it's coming to a point better. I dig, I, yeah, I it's dig an arrowhead so almost. Yeah, you know I, I really mean? dig it. I dig the sounds yeah. it makes too, and like the the trails. But yeah, Star Fox Assault that was an example of like they went ham for that game. And again, it's weird to me. Nintendo's such a weird animal because the GameCube had very you know not the not the most stellar sales, and yet they they put a lot of like pretty incredible t- stuff like a lot of tlc into the games they made for that system mm-hmm. but it it's it's weird now that they're that nintendo's like bigger now and they're selling more units but it, it seems like the the original the the original thought that was there to make games like Star Fox assault which uh, before anyone like tries to to call me out oh, assault wasn't a good game first off you weren't playing the right way you needed to activate the dual analog stick controls so that you can move the camera with the c stick and move your character with the control stick because that's way better than the single stick layout that <laughs> yeah, everyone course. probably played with because yeah. it's the default layout mm-hmm. and like before they came out at a time where that kind of shit wouldn't have been you know whatever it also like people only complain about it because it's linear that's like linear doesn't always equal bad though. it's not even yeah it doesn't exactly. it, it's not like it doesn't help anything but it doesn't e- that doesn't the the logic doesn't follow there do it doesn't think, conclude that the game is bad i do think that like they could have stood to add like one part of the game where like you could choose to go to like maybe one route that had like two different planets from another and like the story was slightly different but i understood that they kept 
it just like 10 straight missions that were linear yeah. for the sake of having a cohesive narrative, which was a yeah. really good narrative. It was probably the best mm -hmm. Star Fox narrative to ever. It like, gave you the most in-depth uh, look at everyone. Really yeah. did. It was super. It, I remember when I played the first two levels, I'm like, this is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It's like very, it's, it's got a much more serious approach to the. They feel fleshed the out. Fox yeah, they yeah. way, way much. Like everyone's more fleshed mature. Out, yeah. Even Falco, who's he's, like generally, a dick. generally kind of a dick. He's <laughs> yeah. like a dick, but he's mm -hmm. mature. He's like educated. Yeah. He fucking like. He, Not just a dick for the sake of being a dick. He is. Yeah. He's he's just like he's aggressive. He's he's rightfully mm -hmm. aggressive because he's you know it's just the kind of dude he is. Yeah. This is definitely like Falco after like his little his little side episode. Yeah. Um, but I guess like yeah, this is right after his ego got big. He's like, yo, I'm in the game now. Yeah. Telling me I'm in melee. I'm in. But I'm in <laughs> <ball."> <laughs> you know? But like legit like star so. I don't know what happened, but like Star Fox Assault up, changed my ways. For what, <laughs> for whatever reason, the the linearity of Star Fox Assault made people ignore like all the oh. benefits the game had for the series, being able to like fight on foot mm -hmm. and like be able to jump into your uh, your R wing or Landmaster at will. Uh, the levels, the wondrous like landscapes, mm -hmm. the music. Um, then we got Command. <laughs> Not quite. Uh... Not quite the success we were all hoping for. And ever since then, it's just been like... <clears throat> disappointment after disappointment. Not including the 64 remake on the 3DS, which was, is a fun... It's good that they did that, but like... I get you, but I mean, it's just so little... Like, it's so small. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's, That's why... It's like, it's, it doesn't... That harks back to my original point about how I don't think it's like aged gracefully. I mean, not that it's not a classic. Honestly, I, know I, would, I, mean? I, would, I would rather play the original 64 than the 3DS yeah. version. It's, it's super weird how I feel mm -hmm. that way, but yeah, Star Fox 64 just, it feels like they could have spent the time making like an original 3DS Star Fox yeah. game. It would I would have been better. If it looked like mm -hmm. um, 64 3D, but it was yeah. an original game, I would have been fine with that. So really, Star Fox, this is unacceptable that it's like where it is right now, mm -hmm. but, but I'm glad Ubisoft's that- Ubisoft's treating like, them right. Yeah, I'm glad that Ubisoft is treating them right with this game, and I got to play it a little bit on uh, on yours. Yeah. And like- I've been loving it. I mean, I swear, man. I swear guys, like, it, that why would you wait for No Man's Sky to get good? <laughs> like we already have a good no man's sky and its name is starlink you get to explore a th i don't want to say a thousand I, I actually haven't played all of it yet i'm still at the very beginning of the early stages here but there are so many planets to explore and different fauna to examine and i was really like yeah. i was really like taken aback by the scanning um mechanic that was really cool exactly they, they let you do that and the ability to like get rid of corruption and shit like that if you guys remember uh, the disney infinity games which i hope none of you remember <laughs> but, yeah, um, i feel bad but actually they're not that i'm not going to say that those are bad but the one the one bad. issue it's a similar idea where disney infinity games you needed to buy additional characters in the forms of the figures in order to access different parts of the game while it definitely is a benefit to have more ships in star uh in starlink because the the toy ships act as your extra lives in the game while it's definitely beneficial to have those you don't need them i've been making my way downtown <laughs> um no, i've been making my way across the galaxy pretty much with just two ships uh the r-wing which by the way you can look you can make it look like your um your the assault model I was so, gonna, yeah, I, I was gonna say my R wing stays in a perpetual state. Of I love the I love the figures. I don't usually like um, figurinas. Yeah, I say that having so many amiibo at home, but like 
amiibos were like cheap and efficient efficiently made that i like didn't feel like i was i was making too much of a cash investment. it's also like not like their access like they don't provide access to different parts of the game nor do they make like mo- I don't want to say that they don't make games easier because they kind of do. They sometimes do, yeah. But I think there's a strong, there's a clear difference between an Amiibo and like a Disney Infinity figure. Yes. Or a Starlink ship. Yeah, like Skyland or shit like that. I think that's what I was going to say is that I actually like Starlink, Mm -hmm. like the the ships they have. And because they look like very well designed. The R-Wing is, I'm literally, I just, I've been fiddling around with (laughs) with Jake's R-Wing. Yes, I mean that exactly. Take that as you will. I've been fiddling around with his R-Wing. Judge us uh, accordingly. Ferocious, <laughs> because it's just, it's just such a, a wonderful figure, and I, I actually just picked up the game myself after playing it here at Jake's. I got it at an extremely great deal. I don't know if they're still doing it right now, but you might want to hop on it. But like, it's and just, please do because we want to see more. If this out, like if the Nintendo port outsells everything, I hope it puts. I hope it puts the right idea it's, in everyone's yeah, mind about Star Fox. And not just about Star Fox, but like honestly, and I, I'm, it's kind of strange. Like I'm surprised Ubisoft isn't doing more to promote this game. This because the game itself is really fun. The Star Fox content in the game is really great, but the game itself is just a really mm-hmm. polished game. And it's like I feel bad, um, and I, I think about this a lot. As much as I'm, I'm big into my you know, favorite franchises and whatnot, it does often suck when you know there, there's like one game. It's, 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 there's like a sta- standalone titles that don't get a lot of uh, don't get a lot of buzz because it's a standalone title and not part of like a conglomeration franchise or something, you know. Yeah, games like these get passed over a lot unless they have like a you know a very um, a veritable amount of like uh, marketing, which you know sometimes that happens, but mm-hmm. a lot of times if it's not like a triple A yeah. game, it doesn't. And this is not exactly. a triple A game, but it's. It's not. It's not a. Sla- it's not exactly. a shovel. It isn't game either. Yeah, it's, 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 it's is the actually, same slack and the same slack and anywhere. Is actually a good game with good content. This the most. Yeah. This is not Nintendo content. It is yeah. Ubisoft content. But the Star Fox content yeah. makes the game it quite, plays, um, yeah. quite appealing. Exactly. It plays smooth as butter. There's so much exploration. Yeah. There's so much. And the fact that they were able to work in Star... Like, they put a lot of work into this. Star Fox's dialogue in in the game and the whole team. Um, yeah, the whole team's in yeah, it. Yeah, Fox McCloud's dialogue is not... Um, it's It doesn't sound like out of the ordinary. It doesn't sound like they just jammed him in like a bad Chinese dub. It's his original <laughs> Chinese movie, English oh, dub. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't oh, yeah. sound like they just jammed him in and like... Oh, what, like the, what they do the with order. Melee? Yeah, you know Michonne Capri! Michonne Capri! But yeah, so he doesn't sound... Jad- he sounds authentic in there and they really made... They really put in the work to make him fit smoothly into it. It is like, his even, original voice actor too from uh, 64. My, I think his name is Mike West, but I, I could be wrong. But yeah, everyone... It's everyone's original voice actor, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which is so, great. Yeah, they they don't feel out of, out of order and they actually do a good job of adding like... There's, you know, the Lilac system is just one of the many galaxies that are involved in this which is cool once again we add to the mystery of nintendo lore in general but like i love it yeah not to mention it is it is it is generally known that uh at least from the the first star fox that like other dimensions exist Mm -hmm. in the star fox universe so it's not it's not weird to say that maybe maybe for the the denizens of the star fox world we're not out of the lore the lore the lore doesn't like negate all this you don't have to suspend your disbelief for shit yeah yeah like this game at all this could just be this is just 
it's just in the yeah. the bigger the bigger scope mm-hmm. of the universe in yeah. both their universes and i really but, dig that I, I, that's mm-hmm. what i love about crossovers like this project crossover does the same right. thing where it throws like it just throws caution to the wind it's just like yeah we can have all these these very different characters just exist together you have you have soldiers from valkyria mm-hmm. chronicles and then you got like dante <laughs> you got like you know arthur from ghost of goblins you have it's, them talking to each it's other nice it's nice when they do that like when this when soul caliber brings in someone new yeah you know what i mean they add them into the lore soul caliber's got really subtle interactions but they're always really good yeah Geralt is uh really they they do a lot for him in Soul Calibur 6 no I mean I don't like but like when you when you win like a story mode is Link in Soul Calibur 2 and shit or you they're your arcade mode yeah they just say Link you know after finding what he came here to look for played his ocarina and exited the thing like you know they took took the time out to like I like what they did with the story for the game like they they had a there was actually a reason for him being in the Soul Calibur world yeah exactly they they do that with most of the characters Mm -hmm. yeah I like that. I do like that. But yeah, so this is really cool what they did for because uh, I it's watched. Not quite the, as um, nice as watching two booties cl- uh, clothes fall off in Soul Calibur. Oh my god, I that's a nice uh, that game. That's too. a nice. Uh, that's a nice. Gotta get, the, gotta get that game <laughs> to Nier <too>. Automata. <laughs> gotta get that game too because of Nier. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, let's finish but up yes, Starlink. Um, um, but but that's the thing. I, I I've watched some of the cutscenes and they do a fantastic job of just having. The Star Fox characters exist with the Starlink cast. It's mm-hmm. really great, and I I really dig like what Ubisoft is uh, is doing here. It's really uh, you know it's really, really nice. nice. I I do feel bad that I'm never gonna play as any of the uh, pilots that are in there. Sorry, I lie. I don't feel bad because <laughs> that's the thing. Like this is what it's like. I tell people all the time. Star Fox is in my top five for favorite game series, but I. I, it would be higher up if there was more to love. Yeah, there's too much. There's too many weird, awkward spots in Star Fox's uh, history. Even the second game that didn't come out, but then did sort of come out, and then yeah. actually did sort of come out, out on the but, NES, but, but no one ready his class. But no one yeah. really wanted it to because mm-hmm. it wasn't that good a game, and they took all the good things from that game and just made Star Fox 64 out of it. Um, I've I've talked to Jake about this before, and it's uh, generally like the the concept of like Nintendo. Nintendo presents itself as a company that likes to like take risks and evolve. But if they find that like things don't work for a franchise, they get scared and they do the same thing over and over again because they like they're they're the sales they're, kind of define that. Yeah, though. you know what I mean. It's a shame that games like Mario Galaxy and Mario Sunshine those games don't sell as well as you know some like mario wii you know what i mean yeah. like their attempt at their at another mario even, platform even then like mario had a part where the main the mainline games were like super they were super uh like rigid like mm-hmm. they had they did not want to get away from like basic very basic um sort of um jump in platforming like yeah. with mario 3d land then mm-hmm. you had the new super games the new super games were fine at first with the first one but then they made like the one on the wii was good oh. too but then the but, second but, one but was this weird. the thing is like not that the not sorry not that it was bad it's just that it it's the same it's cut the same and dry thing. formula yeah no no and all it, those and it sells. all those games and it will like, outsell a galaxy or you know a sunshine not a Mario Odyssey because apparently that game's selling through the fucking roof. Oh, so yeah, but but like, they do, yeah. but they do that with Star Fox where it's like they mm-hmm. cannot get away from making sixty four. Mm-hmm. It's like that's that's the big problem there. Well, so. I hope Zero showed them. Yeah, you, oh, you yeah. Know what I mean, everyone's oh, yeah. response to Zero was like, okay, too much of the same, and the motion controls make it suck pretty bad too. Uh, that's why I'm hoping that like. I'm hoping that Starlink serves as kind of like a, a breathing, like sort of sort of a, a vantage point for Nintendo, where they want to like, they kind of want to gauge 
mm-hmm. how much people care about Star Fox, which I mean, like, I don't understand why they need to do that. People oh. obviously care about Star Fox. It's just like Nintendo just surprisingly keeps screwing up with them. I'm really surprised, too, because a lot of the games that even suck have, like, good things about them. Yeah. It's really weird. Like, Zero even has the good mm-hmm. things about them. Um, the design. Yeah, the one. slight. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> the slight advancements that were the slight advances that were made on the controls in zero were like were fantastic to have and they I just even, weren't enough they weren't enough yeah. I, even, I even like the like the other the morph uh, the morphing uh mm-hmm. mechanics yeah where the R-Wing could turn into different the, things i thought yeah. that was really dope but like yeah it just wasn't enough it didn't add enough variety mm-hmm. but even like in command where everyone had their own ship that was dope as hell mm-hmm. and like starlink yeah. almost feels like that because everyone's got like the yeah the other ship. characters not, not these not the Star Fox team the uh, other characters yeah i know no, the star fox just want to make sure that people yeah, don't like hear point. that the star fox yeah. team they all just pilot the um the, the r-wings the, the r-wing as designed mm-hmm. in the starlink um the starlink design but no other other characters have their own ships that being said imagine if ubisoft made a star yeah. fox game that f- functioned like with the mechanics Quite like starlink has. yeah and you know what that this, here's a perfect thing that they did they took it off rails yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> someone finally figured out how to make a good uh i guess i hate to call call the genre this but like flight simulation yeah. uh flight simulator game that doesn't need to be on rails and like i guess sort of the some of the appeal of star fox like the main star fox games is mm-hmm. that it's on rails and you need to like you need to score a certain amount of points as sort of a sort of a buffer to determine what what's mm-hmm. going to happen next at least there are ways to but there are ways to but there are do ways that. yeah you yeah. can all range mode yeah like, exactly yeah, you know, you know like, some levels that are just straight yeah. there are ways to do that where it's yeah. like you just have more space it's not like that can't that it's not like that can't be a part of a game just star not fox, the main part of star the fox game. is a game series i honestly mm-hmm. think would benefit from going open world yeah it's just i don't think nintendo understands how to make a game like that open world i think it would be pretty easy to make it open world i just think you need to well, like Starling, you can just leave the atmosphere and go yeah. to fucking planets, right? Yeah, right? Like, just do that shit. Yeah. Just go to different fucking planets. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty much like an open world. Um, I always said this is kind of off topic. I always said that that's what we would like if we... That would be benef- so beneficial for Captain Falcon. And oh, well, the, I mean, we're not getting what, any more. You know more. what I want yeah. for a, yeah. for an F-Zero. Uh, they need to just make we're it like getting, God Hand. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no reason that we don't have a God... We don't have an actual game where Captain Falcon does bounty hunting. And yeah. racing can be I was like thinking about game. Yeah, I was, I, so I was going to compare it to the Django Fett game that came out on Bounty the Hunter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a fantastic yeah. game. Exactly. That's like, a really good game. Now, this, mm-hmm. though, I mean, like, it's Captain Falcon we're talking about here. Yeah. So this is... It's got to be like God Hand where you have, yeah. like, precise combos. Yeah. Yeah. You do crazy shit. Finally, like, you do Falcon mm-hmm. punches and stuff. Yeah. You do like crazy shit. It'll be like a Shiro's yeah. Wrath, where like, like the boss battle is just insane. Like you versus Black Shadow, yeah, yeah, and, like you course. both are yeah. like trading. Like you're doing like this blow and, and shit. shit. Yeah, you yeah. Know? <laughs> The, but Nintendo doesn't know that that's what they need to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just my opinion that they need to do that. But honestly. Like the way that Captain Falcon is portrayed in Smash Bros, it seems oh, yeah. like it would it would be a good idea. And you could like easily just shoehorn a racing mini mini yeah. game, mini yeah. game. But like you could, or look, even Final certain, Fantasy. or even certain segments. Like he has to do that at some point. Like it doesn't have. There to could be the yeah, yeah. There could be like on rails um, racing sequences. sequences. Yeah. yeah. But but yes, like like 
Someone trying to get away, so boom, he's got to fly. Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo has options to evolve. It's just I think sometimes they don't realize it. But I'm glad that they're at least like letting the Star Fox property be used like this. And maybe maybe this means that Ubisoft is going to have a hand in the next and, Star Fox. And maybe it means that at least now... That, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I, I guarantee you they're keeping an eye on this. Yeah. They have to be. I hope so. I, I hope my purchase helps. I hope your purchase yeah. helps, you know? So. This, this, stuff, this stuff works. People don't like think this shit works, but it does work. Like People do look at sales and are like, oh, wow wow, that thing is selling. Maybe we should do more of the thing that people like about that thing. Yeah. It actually does work. A lot of people don't think that works. And they're like, oh, well, they don't need our business. But it like, it does. Yeah. It's, it's the reason, it's because of that, that people don't like Star Fox Assault. That game did not sell well. And I have to be over here trying to tell people why Assault is better in Adventures, even though logically it is. Yeah. Because it's not even, because Adventures is not even a Star Fox game. This happened with too many good Nintendo games too. Even Earthbound. Like, that's, it's like this is the cursed franchise <laughs> yeah. is Earthbound, just Which over is a there, shame like because of how charming that game is. Nintendo's just like this <laughs> is one of our most uh, our most coveted franchises that have sold like shit everywhere <laughs> in existence. One of the games doesn't exist on one side of the world. Yeah, <laughs> like literally, they they treat that franchise like shit. But it's like, yeah, this is our one of our most coveted franchises. Yeah. Shigesato Itoi is a is a gift to our company. <laughs> And it we're never getting me. another Etoy. Oh yeah, Mother Four is never happening. Uh, well, I mean, he's he's never going to be in charge of any of any oh, like no, spiritual success. They'll never that, make another. Yeah. It won't because it has to be yeah. Etoy. They'll never do it, mm-hmm. man. It it's it's a shame. I'm not like, I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not counting out like fan made. Uh, but that game got uh, <laughs> yeah, got yeah. I, know, CD, I know I know I know, I know. almost got yeah. CD. They changed the name to something yeah. else though, so I think they're going to keep doing development. Yeah. I hope so because I know I really yeah. wanted that game to happen. I know. I'm just saying he's not going to be. <laughs> so, no, he, yeah. It was just the thing he wanted to do at the time. Now he doesn't need to do it anymore, which is I, I respect that. But yes, uh, like so yeah, they're going to keep their eye on Starlink, and I hope that more people get into it and more people buy it because if if that means for us another Star Fox game, I'll take a it, new evolved Star Fox game that can shake up that can shake up the series quite like Breath of the Wild shook up Zelda, like how Mario Odyssey shook up Mario. Like that's what we need, man. We like, need the more is, of this. The Switch is the the. It's the there. That's the that's the system to do it's it. The hardware potential, man. Yeah. Like, all the games, like so so far, every franchise that has gotten a game on Switch has like benefited. Even mm-hmm. like even Let's Go, yeah. Let's Go is really like is really codified just new things for the Pokemon franchise. Uh, Odyssey for for Mario, Breath of the Wild for yeah. Zelda, Star Allies for Kirby. If like that's what it can do to those franchises, mm-hmm. and Craft of World coming up for Yoshi. <laughs> Yeah. Think of what it can do for for Star Fox. Exactly. This is the shit matters. You know, it totally. really does matter. So let's talk about something close to you. Oh, close to me? Yes, close to your home. For those who, uh, for those who, uh, I mean, if you're if you're playing the game, you probably already know. But if you're playing Monster Hunter World, uh, Winter Star Festival is uh, is occurring. And I'm just real happy. I, I love that that Capcom is is just doing these, rolling out these like these fun free events that just let you enjoy the game and like give you more incentive to like just just do go on like random hunts and uh, do event quests. They bring back most of the event quests because like they usually cycle through event quests. Yeah. And uh, so when they do these festivals, they bring back a ton of the event quests uh, that have been cycled throughout the. Um, throughout the year that's always good yeah so always, can, it does can, it does so people don't have to feel like they fully fully missed out on something yes yes and you mm-hmm. can always count on this happening and hopefully mm-hmm. i don't know how the game's only been out what this is it's been only out this year right so like yeah. i mean hopefully they um capcom 
Capcom decides to keep doing this, even like, I don't know how long they plan on supporting the game, but I would love to see them, uh, you know, continuously do these, these seasonal festivals. But like with the other festivals, uh, there's, there's like a, a, an exclusive armor set that you can get as long as you complete bounties. So get on those. They change every day. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Um, so get on those. I've already done a bunch of them trying to get the, uh, the star tickets. You need, need like 20 of them i think to make the armor set so uh so get on that the handler also has a new outfit your pet poodle has a new outfit it's a fun ass time there's new music yeah there's new there's a couple new uh new music tracks a few uh new it has some pretty fire music oh yeah series as a whole oh yeah oh yeah man it's it's that shit made this is coming uh, from a guy who's not a fan of the series but i can respect it shit made my dick realize what like good orchestrated music was oh really not bach not yeah beethoven okay yeah you get what i mean in video games games, um, because like this this had real orchestrated music back in 2004 john williams didn't give you nothing (laughs) but uh the london philharmonic orchestra (laughs) (laughs) but i love these little uh festivals because it gets more people playing um the even budapest if they, the Bud- haven't done this <laughs> <laughs> I'm so <laughs> but um but yeah i um you know i like these festivals because it, like it gets more people playing even if like like i haven't played for a while but like i heard about this and i'm like oh i'm gonna play again this is really cool it gets you back into it it keeps people coming back and it just makes the 60 dollars purchase if you bought mm. it at launch i mean yeah if you bought it for uh black friday you got it half off good for you. yeah it's a really good deal um dollar dollar like bill that, y'all for people like that this is a good incentive for them to like keep playing because it's giving them and it's giving them a lot of good stuff right in the early game yeah for people who are in the later game it's just really good for um for just doing clearing your bounties mm-hmm. stuff like that so like i just hope they keep on doing these I don't, again i don't know how long they want to support it but i hope they keep doing uh they like they just keep rolling them out maybe introduce some more i assume they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna introduce more monsters hopefully don't know yeah. we'll see though i um, hope bandai namco is going like yeah we gotta do this for god eater yeah oh, <laughs> when god eater 3 comes out god we eater gotta is really good i want to like, like god eater uh as much as i like monster Hunter because i really i dig both concepts but yeah um the only so, other thing i really hope for with monster Hunter is uh is that they put out like a g uh i, I don't you might not know because you're not a fan of the franchise that much but usually um most Monster Hunter games get like sort of a, a sister expansion game. Hmm. Yeah, and it just it just like adds. Extra. How does that work out? Oh, it's. I mean, it's good. It's usually the same stuff, except there's like there's switched up quests. They add more like alternate versions of existing monsters. Sometimes they add completely new monsters. That's pretty. Um, cool. Yeah, it's really cool because it's a whole lot of extra content, whole lot of new content. They usually change up the online completely. Sometimes it's in a different location. Um, at least with generations that's what they do in the switch version of generations is a ton of new stuff um with the world usually they put out a whole new physical game oh, all right kind of hoping they mm-hmm. just make it like uh like a you know like a patch or something like yeah. a 20 like mm-hmm. here have your shit kind of deal and it just goes into your existing mm-hmm. game gives you all this cool new stuff that would be really cool uh, but other than that, though, it's just good that they're still supporting this game. Too many, um, too many companies like stop support mm-hmm. for games really early, and I mean sometimes it's justified where it's like, well, no one likes this fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. Lawbreakers, really sorry, Lawbreakers. We wanted to like you, but like it, it just, it just wasn't meant to be. But the fans have really stuck to this game. You know so, what I mean? Monster like, Hunter. Oh well, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean no, because they've Hunter, been around for Monster a while. Monster Hunter is immensely yeah. popular now. It's it's more popular than it's ever been. This game. 
team has done so much for this yeah. franchise. The Lawbreakers was like doomed before it started. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not that was never going to be good. Unfortunately, I feel bad. I I really wanted to like that game, but no, this is an example of a company doing online um, quality content, supplying quality uh, online content the right way. It's really just good to see that. And it's good to see Capcom doing because they've they've been you know they've. They've been on and off with their decisions um, in, in in recent memory. But now they're really yeah. starting to get back on track with Mega Man, um, doing what they're doing for Monster Hunter, Resident yeah. Evil, all their You know, we got it. They, you kind of you have to because everyone's coming. Like, we got so much awesome shit coming our way. And oh, yeah. oh especially you got it. Com- yeah. The, they have a ton of good shit coming. Yeah. So, I mean, we you kind of, you have to compete. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Of course. And I'll obviously, you got to live in your yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you know, you got to you got to compete and you got to come out with something. You got to come out with something quality because your competitors are doing it. We're getting a lot of quality shit. I mean, take a look at you know, take a look at uh, the last two E threes and negate everything that was the same from the last two E threes. But we have a lot of heavy hitters on the way. Oh yeah. People uh, have you know. I almost forgot about Death Stranding for a second. Man. Yeah. Again, again, like, fucking this game is just never going to come out. But, I mean, we have a lot of heavy hitters that are coming out now, and they're they're in your face and they're here, so you got to just, you got to be on your best behavior. Oh, yeah. Unless you're Nintendo, because, like, you have people like us that will apologize. Yeah, it's it's almost okay when Nintendo does it. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, honestly, it is. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) I I do not, like, I do not apologize for being a Nintendo apologist. Yeah. It's like Nintendo's Nintendo business call. apologist, I think, is the better. I've come to find that. that, like, even when Nintendo makes shitty decisions, it's still a quality product. <laughs> yeah. Like Fire Emblem Warriors, generally, like, <laughs> again, like around the. Not saying yeah. that Fire Emblem Warriors is that, like, the epitome of it, but like things like that, where it's uh. like, here, here's one thing fundamentally you don't like, but here's the thing you <laughs> really <laughs> fundamentally yeah. like. And it's, it's like Nintendo does that a lot, where it's like, here, you, you're not gonna like this, but you'll really like, like this. this. And yeah. it's like, yep, I guess I do Nintendo. Thanks. It's exactly what I didn't need and also simultaneously like, didn't need. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that, man. No, absolutely <laughs> agreed. So, yeah. Um, I guess is that all you got to say about Monster Hunter? Oh, yeah. Hunter? I mean, like, yeah. it's just it's, it's cool. It's just cool to see people getting back on this game. Cool. I really, uh, I really, I just did games that have longevity like this. I hope Monster Hunter World lasts a lot longer. Really, mm-hmm. you know. It's good to be a Monster Hunter fan right now. This is the best time. I get you. So, maybe nowadays, depending on your point of view, it's not quite the best time to be a Harry Potter fan, unless unless you're <laughs> me, of course. Um, and I know that sounded like I'm actually upset about something, and it's not the movie. I'm actually upset about people's response to Fantastic Beasts 2 and uh, Fantastic Beasts 2, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Otherwise known as Fantastic, Fantastic Hands and Where, where to, to Catch, catch Them. To uh, catch these hands, electric boogaloo. <laughs> exactly. Uh, there's been so much uh, so much negative response to this movie, and I actually have a list of uh, refutations, um, or just me rebutting. He's got, a, he's, got a, he's, got a, he's got an OSHA. I refute this. A, he's got an OSHA-approved list of exactly. grievances <laughs> exactly. he's going to bring up with the, exactly. with, the, with, the, with the superintendent and the board of directors. <laughs> Yeah, um, that yeah, means so you, the, J.K. Rowling, you right, ungrateful listen, bitch. Actually, <laughs> actually Joe, uh, Joe Rowling, yeah, I like you a lot. Actually, I, I love oh, you. No, we perhaps. love, we love you, J.K. Um, J.K. It's we every love you. 
Is everyone else that I'm having the issue with? Um, I actually, I'll get my list out here so that oh I my can God. start this. At one point, I am going to get into spoiler territory, at which point Jason will leave the exit the room. <laughs> yeah, well, I haven't seen this movie yet. Yeah, and I don't. I, well, I actually want to see Jay, it, like Jason I, or Jason's girlfriend. I, I, I personally, my opinions of the Fantastic Beast series are pretty like I, I think it's pretty cool that they're still doing like Harry Potter shit and like you know as a fan, I've been reading the books since like the mm-hmm. very beginning, so I, I, yep, I'm like super into that. So we're on I, some day one ish over here. Oh yeah, yeah. So I dig it. I didn't ask for this movie, but like <laughs> I'm not like. <laughs> Like, are you upset that it's out? I'm it's not. Like, it's whatever. It's like yeah. it's cool. Like it's just cool that they're still doing yeah. stuff with the Harry Potter property. Like we could just mm-hmm. not have any more Harry <laughs> Potter stuff. And, and a lot of people are saying that they'd be all right with that. Well, guess what? You don't get to make that decision for me. I you don't do, get to have to you don't get to make that decision for J.K. Rowling either. No, you don't. I do agree that J.K. Rowling is a little wild and sometimes when it comes to like uh, comes to like I don't generally like spreading plot details on her like mm. social media. Twitter, like, yeah, because it's like okay, cool. You just probably just came up with that like that second. It's okay I, if you did. So I would be like, so the other thing, the other thing is like everyone that knows her personally knows that there's thousands of pages of notes that she has on I'm the sure, Wizarding World. That's I'm an English major. Like then. you do write notes. It's just like it's just also like it's just a weird place to do it. You know, like it's it's weird to me. But that's that's uh, not. I all. don't know. Twitter, Twitter to, to me, Twitter is a pretty big platform. So. I also did, and she also drops shit on Pottermore. So well, yeah, Potter. That's what I mean. Like. It's, Pottermore is good. Um, That's like a genuinely yeah. like because it's it's like a it's an official it's like an official repository. Yeah, Twitter's um, a good way to get to your fans. But um, I see it t- I can understand Twitter as your advertisement. For I, I also didn't care for Curse Child. Oh, well, yeah. a lot of people a lot of people didn't. I actually enjoyed it. You did? Yeah, yeah. I, I, for, I, a, for a fan fiction, it was pretty, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's a foul. No, it was produced like. by J.K. Rowling. I actually did enjoy it. There's um, I understand the critiques of it, um. But I actually did find it to be pretty enjoyable. I mean, I get it's written for like a, to be a production, not like a book. So like it's it's it is sort of like the different perspective. The play you have would to be pretty fun. Be fun to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's probably it's probably meant to be seen like yeah. that and probably be enjoyable that way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But so, no, yeah. it's cool that they're doing they're, they're still doing like stuff with the Harry Potter property. We could just not have any more shit. Yeah. You know, like this is this is kind of nice. And this is these are good actors in these yeah, movies. Like totally Eddie Redmayne mm-hmm. and. Uh, and He's just know, a treat. All those other he's fucking a, people. He's just a. He, I don't. He's a worldly treasure. You know, he should. He should be like the tenth wonder of the world or as something. Someone like, has, as someone who hasn't seen the second movie, though, I do wish we had Colin Firth as a villain and not Johnny Depp. But that's that's oh, just my. Opinion. But it makes. Oh, but it makes more sense. All right. <laughs> like, yeah. I liked Graves. I kind of liked them. <laughs> Yeah, but it's Grindelwald. You, you'll you, I know, you know, you'll I know. get Grindelwald it. Grindelwald is Grindelwald. Exactly, Grindelwald. Grindelwald. <laughs> All right. So yeah, my first um, my first rebuttal to rebuttal. I don't actually have these people rebuttal. listed because I'm not actually trying to like insult anyone personally. No, he is. But there's uh, quite a bit of review movies I've seen. Also, there was uh, a Vanity Fair article. Now, I like Vanity Fair. Fucking Christopher Hitchens, one of my idols, wrote for Vanity Fair. But the fact that they could come up with this nonsense is... Uh, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't stop them this, from producing dumb this shit. This gobbledygook! Right now, um, now, I'm not... I'm, I'm not going to have the which points listed out or come from what source, but uh, just so you know, if you uh, read the or if you are the writer of the uh, Vanity Fair article, I'm coming at you right now. I'm coming at you. I'm going to get you. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, let's start off. So the first one, the first criticism of the movie was that the movie was aimless. <laughs> Which, aimless, yeah. So really. Yeah, yeah. I love so, the movie is aimless. And that kind of goes into the other one. the uh, So aimless and too many subplots. Now, those are kind of contradictions to each other because the very existence of subplots means that there is a plot with an aim involved. Yeah, like, so, aimless is not a good like yeah. descriptor for a movie in general. Exactly, because yeah. there is a plot and you can follow you it. You should improve your vernacular before you start criticizing movies, you dingus. Yeah, so too many subplots. So that's uh, that's really the uh, the second criticism. My rebuttal to the fir- first one being aimless would be the existence of subplots. Bunk you. Okay, if it's got <laughs> too many subplots that like every other Harry Potter movie would like to have yeah, a word with. Exactly. You, literally every Harry Potter movie has so many subplots. Guy Ritchie could run up and smack you in the face with Yo, his dick. Oh my you know what I mean? Like <laughs> exactly. Ritchie. Yeah. Yo. You want to talk about subplots? That oh. movie's had subplots within subplots. Yo, snatch. Like, is like yeah. one of the greatest movies to just be literally all subplots. Yeah. I love yeah. the Irish, you dude. Exactly. But so let's go into the subjectivity of too many subplots. Now, too many subplots would mean that you cannot follow the movie anymore. Now, I will tell you this about myself. I am not an attentive man. I am not a perceptive man. I am not an observant man. I am not alert, acute, aware, heedful, or vigilant. But I could t- I could understand all of this. I was able to follow that entire movie the full way through and understand each and every subplot because they always went back to it with a two hour. I, I can't. I don't know the runtime of the movie. But it had to be around. It had to be a little over two hours, if not two hours. Yeah. They were the fact that they were. What speaks volumes about the movie is that they were able to have all these subplots and give us a lot of exposition on all of it, and the fact that they did it without confusing me. The man who is not alert, acute, aware, heedful, or vigilant. Like, you know, I I don't pay attention to a lot of shit, man. And even I was able to understand all of this because they frequently called back to, they would frequently call back to the subplots in the movie. I, like, don't understand. Like, I think movie critics don't actually watch the movie. I think they, like, write their review while they're watching the movie so they miss, like, parts of the movie because they, <laughs> I feel like some people genuinely don't understand. But, like, they don't, they didn't yeah. watch the same movie I watched. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, in some cases, I'm like, okay, you might have a point. But in some cases, I'm like, what, 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 what kind of movie do you think you're watching? I'm getting a little controversial here, but like the 1994 Street Fighter movie, dude. Like, yeah, I know. I you're know, the only like, person, but you know, I've seen you do this before. You, you'll die on this hill better than I anyone. I will die on this hill because this movie is really good. And like, <laughs> I swear it's so good. It has like such good actors. Kylie Minogue <laughs> is in that movie as Cammy. That's not the point, though. The point is that... This movie, this movie, the people who made this movie were like, yeah, we're trying to adapt a video game that's about a bunch of weirdos fucking beating each other up with fists and like energy balls sometimes. And like, they they were like, we need to adapt this into a story. And then they did. And they did it pretty well. <laughs> let's be real. For like, for the time, they adapted a movie that, uh, they adapted a video game that was literally just like a... 2D fighter pretty well and people were like it doesn't follow the story mm-hmm. of the games and I'm like what fucking story yeah. what did you what mm-hmm. did you fucking want from this uh, from, from this fucking from this fucking thing so I don't I don't get it I I, I generally don't get when like when critics mm-hmm. critics say these shit yeah movies it's like you yeah. watch it. Why were you watching this? Yeah. Like, what were you looking for in this movie? Exactly. Yeah. 
So granted, anyone's review is subjective, but this in particular, the too many subplots, that is so, that is not like a, there's not a defined, there's not a defined amount for too many subplots. It is however many subplots it takes for you to lose, uh, lose track of the movie. And that's different for everyone. But it is it, like that should, if I can do it, Literally, anyone can follow along yeah, with this exactly. movie. I'm not even going to say the movie wasn't sloppily done in that in that regard, because it does feel like that. Sorry, I don't want to say that. I'll take that back. <laughs> People have said that the movie was sloppily done in that regard because of how many subplots there were and how often it switched between one or the other. But with the amount of time allotted for this movie, I actually think it was done pretty fantastic. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, okay, I almost yeah. didn't get it. <laughs> um, so... My next, uh, my next rebuttal is to the um, the mere presence of Jacob Kowalski uh, in the movie, that's and the, the fact um, that it's the 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 the, the fat dude, right? Yeah, he's Dan, the fat Dan dude. Yeah. character, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So his mere presence in this movie, uh, in regards to how his character ended up, ended uh, in the last one, how his character arc ended in the first movie, has been a bun has been criticized because he just kind of appears and there's not a lot of there's not a lot of uh it hasn't isn't really fleshed out like how he gets there or why he gets there um so my first thing to that is again with the amount of time allotted in this movie and how much they put into it they really didn't have a lot of time for that and they didn't really have a lot of time to give like a thousand details of why Jacob's in the movie and how he got to be where he was in this movie. And it, they can't, they kind of like people try to put it in, in as like lazy writing to be fair, but they did a racist memory. Yeah, I know. But honestly, if you want to go with it, they, they give you an explanation and people want to call it lazy writing, but you imagine that I'm not a director here, but I imagine that if I was going to try and fit all of it, all of it in, I would be very worried about, writing a scene with dialogue that was so on the nose that it would be insulting the viewer's intelligence to have to do it. Now, on the nose, I'll define on the nose. If anyone remembers uh, Dragon Ball Battle of the Gods, Dragon Ball Z Battle of the Gods, <laughs> there's a line when, um, there's a line Master Roshi says, is right when Beerus and Vegeta are fighting, and Master Roshi utters, Vegeta's anger over Bulma getting hit has made him even stronger than Goku. That's fine in anime. In fact, Yu-Gi-Oh! is made up, comprised of 90% oh on the nose dialogue. Like... In cinema, though, we have a little bit of a higher bar. I'm not saying that cinema is better than anime, because I tend to enjoy no, anime like, more. No, it's, but we have a... It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's because of how, how things need to be portrayed in the two different uh, the two different mediums. Exactly. So, without having an, a very on-the-nose uh, scene that insults the intelligence of the viewer, that's probably why that Jacob's... Uh, that's probably why Jacob's scene was as quick and brief as it was. And then there's the other alternative. If we can't have a scene that explains all of it without it being too on the nose, the alternative is Jacob's not in the movie. <laughs> so that's that. And yeah, do you want him? Jacob's scene, Jacob in the in the in the final scenes of the movie actually has one it's the most it's the best visual bow tie on any any traumatic scene i've ever seen <laughs> jacob's reaction to what's going on actually is so perfect it act, for lasting two seconds it's a tearjerker so my next uh, the next rebuttal is nagini not being interesting enough and <sighs> or, or yeah so nagini not being interesting enough again the movie had time constraints but 
Nagini's presence, it's literally, so it's self-refuting. So if that character that, that plays Nagini isn't actually Nagini in the book, like, so let's say you people get what they want and it's some random character. Why on earth would that character be interesting? People would complain that that it's just a filler character and giving some or and just there for credence to bounce dialogue off. The only way people would invest in this character is for it to was for it to be Nagini. It is the point. Right. Yeah, because they knew they weren't going to be able to put a lot of uh, a lot of time into a character like this. So they decided to give her something to do or something that you can be invested in making it so making her Nagini is actually a perfect thing because anyone else would just complain that she was waste of time and waste of character. So other people might say to that, that the investment, maybe it would be better to pay off the character with it being Nagini at the very end and then everyone would be shocked. But if you're a fan of the Harry Potter series, you understand Maledictus really don't work like that. Maledictus are people that have a blood curse and that have no choice but to eventually transform into the animal that they can transform into permanently. So if we went through, there's four, there's going to be five of these movies. If we go through the really? second movie, yeah. Okay. If we go through the second movie, the third movie, the fourth movie, and then finally the fifth movie, she shows up, she turns into a snake and he calls her Nagini. Well, that's an awful lot of time that she's had to not turn to to not turn to a snake um, in the in the previous four movies or previous three movies. So the maledictus uh, the maledictus point actually bunks that. <laughs> so do they have any? Oh yeah, people say that the movie had had so many Easter eggs with no substance. Well, I bring you right to my Easter, first point. Easter eggs aren't really supposed to have substance. No, no, the, that the movie was filled with Easter eggs but had no substance. I bring you back to my first point of the movie being uh, of uh, going up against the movie being aimless. The very existence of subplots <laughs> means that there is a plot here and there is a substantial plot here. So I really yeah, I don't know there. I don't, I don't, I feel like, I, I, like Harry I feel. Potter fans post like post the end of the uh the the original the original uh movie adaptations um are pretty like whiny in general I notice. Mm -hmm. Uh nothing is like no, no, nothing is like accurate enough for anyone's like anyone's taste. Everyone's just kind of like, oh, wow, this thing doesn't work exactly the way I pictured it uh, working as I am like a fucking scholar on Harry Potter books <laughs> and I fucking know the shit better than the creator who has like actual fucking play in what these official works do. It's like, I don't know, man. It's yeah, the same, it's it's they suffer from the same sort of like stigma that like almost justified stigma that like Doctor Who fans suffer from. Mm -hmm. They're just super like um, entitled, thinking they know the end all be all plot details, and that like their opinions are like, well, this this has never been this way, so it cannot be this way because absolute. But things tend to evolve. Yeah, and that's what happens and with any media. Involves getting a woman doctor. It's, yeah, it's a thing that can happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even a fan of the show, yeah. and y'all are idiots. <laughs> yeah, so that's another. Uh, yeah, so that's just a big issue I have is with the idea that this movie had no substance. You would, you obviously weren't watching the same movie I was. There was plenty of substance. Dude, There's, there was, the there were so many things that, that, it's the like, emotional pay, the the emotional payoffs that 
happen at the end of the movie could not happen if the movie doesn't have not, doesn't have substance. The presence of these things debunk the point. Um, and now I'm going to get into the uh, spoiler territory. Um, so oh, I, should I leave? Yeah, yeah I haven't yeah. seen this movie. I don't want to. Exactly. I don't want to get spoiled. I'll BRB, guys. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, but I'll be with you in spirit. I'm gonna go rub one out. <laughs> Jason, here, in front of all of them. Oh, no, Jace. No, Jace. Yes, Jace. <laughs> okay, so my next point here is uh, going to be about the actions of one uh, Queenie Goldstein. <laughs> uh, Queenie, for those of you who remember, is the... Um... Oh, geez, I can hear on. Uh, I can hear them on the outside. Queenie is poor Patina's sister. She's a very skilled legitimate and can read minds almost unwillingly. And so a lot of people have had uh, issues with her with kind of her actions in the movie so the first one being uh that she gives kowalski a love potion and kind of like kidnaps him and brings him all the way to london and they think that is very out of character for her but and that she probably that the queenie from the first uh movie wouldn't dare like do something like that to jacob but it's been a year since the ending of the first movie and she knew that from the beginning she knew from the moment she met jacob that she was in love with them and it's been a year of her not being able to get what she wants which is just kind of like the most basic of you know human rights the uh, the right to be with the person that you love freely and openly and uh, so she couldn't be the same queenie that she was at the in the first movie because that Queenie didn't experience the kind of hardship that she had been having uh, for the last year. So the fact that she would do something like give Jacob a love potion and run him all the way to <laughs> the London, that doesn't seem, I don't want to say that is the uh, be all end all conclusion. And that is like totally solid. But if you can't pick up on that, then you're be- really being way too hard on the movie. Cause eventually we need to get we need to get to a, a conclusion for these two and that's was the that this is the route that the uh the people that the directors producers and writers chose so you have to you you know if you don't like it tough you really got to respect it they gave you reasoning so the next one is that at the very end of the movie she does turn on she does not i don't want to say turn on jacob she does join grindelwald and or Grindelwald for those of you who are cultured. <laughs> so she does. So she joins up with Grindelwald at the very end of the movie, uh, leaving Jacob behind. And if you remember, this isn't and people, people are saying this is out of character for her, but do you remember revenge of the Sith when Anakin um, is offered the world by the emperor and wants Padme to join him and she just can't. This isn't on this isn't new to media that someone who is in unstable position is being told by someone in power that they can fulfill every dream they have, particularly Grindelwald. He was very particular when he uses love freely with her because he knows that's what she's once again. Grindelwald is very observant. Grindelwald is a smart, smart wizard. So he knows what's going on. He knows the right words to say that can convince someone like Queenie. And why wouldn't he want her? She's a very powerful legitimate. So that's, that's why. 
So my, uh, my thing to you, to you, the listener, is that all she wants is a happy, loving life with Jacob. And the fact that Grindelwald could offer that for her is exactly what makes this, um, is exactly what makes this the way it is. So that's what drives her to leave him at the end. And if you think about it, it's, if you imagine you're a queenie, put yourself in her shoes for a second. She could very easily just be, uh, so, so you join up with Grindelwald and you win, you win the war, you get the ideal, the, you, you instill Grindelwald as a leader. He installs his ideals that leaves you to go back and find Jacob. Now, granted, there are so many factors in there. Jacob could still be heartbroken. Jacob could think you've turned evil but and not want to be with you. But that doesn't mean that Queenie is thinking of all of this. In her mind, she could quite possibly be thinking that once Grindelwald is in power, nothing's stopping me from coming back with Jacob, and he'll understand once, once he sees this all. So that, my friends, is uh, my explanation, my uh, refutations of... Uh, all the or rebuttals to um, all the criticism the movie gets. And that also, I feel like people don't realize that or people aren't understanding that the movie has so much more than just the criticisms people are giving. It was out visually. It was outstanding. The writing and the acting performances were actually, the dialogue was fantastic the the actors were incredible. I mean, Eddie Redmayne, like we said, Johnny Depp is actually the highlight of the movie. And I'm not going to get into the controversy Johnny Depp's personal life has gotten him into. But to discredit all of that because of some in-canon bullshit, I think that's completely disrespectful to the series and the amount of work that the entire crew put into. So that's my thoughts on that. I'm going to go get that beautiful, beautiful man, Jason. It's all good. We're far, still recording. Far away enough that you know. Yeah. Could hear the spoilers. <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. I was hanging out sort of outside the door, but like in, in a in a far enough away. In a proximity. soundproof room. <laughs> the, the soundproof, <laughs> yes, the uh, the soundproof room. Uh, no, in a far away enough proximity that I couldn't hear like spoilers. Yeah. Jake had to come get me. Yeah. Like, Thanks for getting me, Jake. No problem. I guess I could have went through the rest of this <laughs> by myself, but then Oh, it's just one more thing. Then I would just miss you. Oh, <laughs> I would miss you too, Jake. And I would wonder what the fuck you were doing, man. <laughs> I think it's weird. I didn't want to walk in on you beating your meat either. So, like, Oh, I that's right. I didn't say I was going to do that. I'm pretty, I could be pretty quick if I want to be. It's like, you know, it's just, it depends on the timing. Sometimes I could just, you know, think of, oh, man, that's, that's good and just be like, yeah. but like, you know. Sometimes it takes concentration, but you know, in, in, in this case, I was like, "Well, I only got you know so long, so I could, I could, you know, I could just, I could just, you know, just get it out, you know." All right. But, uh, so, in the world of video games, there's always a ton of news. Um, no Man's Sky got an update. Those of us who never cared, we remain unimpressed. Yeah. And the rest of you guys get what you deserve. That's I mean, fantastic. Deserve. <laughs> yeah, a shit game because that's exactly. what you wanted was it, a shit game. You wanted updates, 
these th- these updates that have made the game better should just have literally been called the game. I don't like, yeah, yeah, I don't understand why like the update to the game wasn't that they like sent the guy that made the game to your house to like <laughs> blow his head off in front of you as like penance for buying his game. Yeah, because like y'all made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also. PUBG is going to get a release. Uh, PUBG is coming out December seventh on the PS4. For so for those of you Jake, who what, don't what like, don't tell me some real fucking news. Yo, Jake. I got you. I'm, let me let me finish. I'm telling you. Right. So for those of you that don't like to have fun on your Xbox and your PC, <laughs> you, you can now not have fun on your PS4 too. Congratulations. <laughs> If you really don't want to have fun, you can play Fortnite. It's free, so you can really tell people how much you don't want to have fun. The dances are catchy. I gotta give them that. <laughs> I don't like Fortnite. And I think that's even. I think that's more bottom shelf than Kibnov vodka. But yeah, um, but the dances are catchy. Uh, so, but the most important thing lately has been Kingdom Hearts. Its development is finally complete. Oh yeah, Kingdom Hearts Kingdom three. Is finally going to. Co- There's no no more lies. Oh yeah, they can't they can't not give us the game. Now. <laughs> yeah, at, yeah. We're at the we're at the point. I love how they had to. You know what? It's funny because like not not everyone like announces when their games go gold. Generally, yeah. you just assume that shit goes gold, gold at a certain point because yeah. most of the time when people tell you a release date, that's the release date. That's the only release date there will ever be because they don't have to move the release date. Unfortunately, it, Code Vein suffered from this recently. Code Vein, oh, like, what was suppo- got delayed? It was supposed to come out in late September and now this it's pushed year? to... Yes. Oh, like, yeah. No. Yeah, so someone's pre-order didn't show up. <laughs> um... But I thought case, it was I, coming out next year the whole time. Lucky Shit. you. <laughs> I didn't pre-order it yet. I don't know if I want to. Oh, yeah, now I have more time to decide. I have more time to decide. Now, when's it supposed to come out? Um, I don't remember the month or anything. Uh, I, once, once, it's, once I saw 2019, that's the only thing that really, like, I don't know. I went from midnight to six real quick. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Kingdom, Kingdom Hearts though. Uh, now, now that it's gone gold, they they can't. They have to give us the game. Exactly. They have to pass the point of no return, Tetsuya Nomura. We have to get a full working, complete <laughs> game, a video game that works. We have to get one come January 29th. If we yeah. do not get a video game that functions like a video game, there will be hell to pay. Yeah. For the most so, part. So we got. Uh, so we kind of want to talk about just like. How do we get here? How do we end up at this point where now... What is it? So the game got announced when? 2013? Oh, how do we get here? Yeah. I mean, Tetsuya Nomura was like, I want to take Five really years. two stupid <laughs> fucking ideas and put them together. And this is never going to work. This is this shit's never going to work. But it'd be funny if it did right and it actually fucking did. And he was like, oh God, what have I fucking done? This was a huge mistake. Now people have expectations of me. I can't go home to my wife anymore. Like, I, I, that's how we got here, Jake. That's the, that's the answer to your question. So let's go with um, not the non. Actually, I don't even want to call that theoretical because that's probably true. Let's go with the public, the publicized reason on why the uh, the delays and everything came about. Because it, it well, oh, because I didn't got this. They they publicized a reason. Yeah, yeah. Gamespot did an interview with Tetsuya Nomura about a year ago that no one realized, and uh, y'all are gonna kill me for this, but no one realized that like all the spinoffs were planned from the beginning, and yeah. we were always gonna get Kingdom Hearts three at this point. Yeah. So Square Enix just takes a long time to develop things. <laughs> so um 
So at least, so this is the reasons he gave during a GameSpot interview. Uh, he actually did mention that the fact that people are like calling him out on on this actually kind of hurts because he feels like a lot of it wasn't in his hands. Probably not. So honestly, he, he talks about switching from the in-house Luminos engine. Um, about a year into production, so they started production yeah, in Lumin- 2013. You, you the Luminous engine. Luminous, yeah. Yeah, okay. Right. I might say Luminous, Luminous. Yeah. That's the that's the engine that, that, uh, that 15 runs off. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and the other. It makes sense games. that they would it's want their to. In-house, uh, yeah. It makes sense that they would want to change it now so, that I now that I think about it. Yeah. So yeah, in 2013 they banned they started production on the game, and the game's engine was in the Luminous was the Luminous engine after. In 2014, after about a year into this, um, so the heads the heads of the company had decided to make the switch over to the Unreal Engine, uh, Unreal Engine 4, and so that it turned the years worth of work they did into a wash. Which you is know? Square Enix is no stranger to to losing years of work <laughs> in in fell swoops, as we we've come to find out in recent years. Exactly, Kingdom Hearts One, the uh, to put out on 1.5, they had to rebuild the game practically. They did. They they threw. <laughs> out the yeah. like somehow they just i, I guess they, they lost they found they found the, the the kingdom hearts one i don't know zip file they fucking dragged into the recycle <laughs> bin and just hit empty recycle bin yeah. like we're not gonna need this it ever to, again no one right? wants to play the shitty game ever again do they because like let's be real the original kingdom hearts one sucks no it doesn't it, yeah it, it does, does it really dude. doesn't no it's fantastic it plays, plays like shit dude. no it doesn't it plays like no, absolute, it, it's fun it's and a, you're salty it's a sluggish game <laughs> it's a that sluggish game that comes out with an incredibly entertaining story and incredible moments oh i didn't say the story was bad i just bet the gameplay sucks oh, well no it doesn't yeah, i enjoy it, it. i, I think like you're it. just salty i'm not salty. and spoiled and a very brat slow. <laughs> yeah i'm supposed to be playing an action <laughs> rpg not a not a waiting simulator well you probably should have played kingdom hearts one of them <laughs> <laughs> not a waiting simulator <laughs> but yes um like i, I don't know that it, it I don't understand how you could just straight up lose an entire fucking <laughs> yeah. game that serves the infrastructure for your franchise. I don't, I don't get how you just like, yeah, we lost the first game. We just <laughs> how do you fucking lose a video game? Like, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, how do you how do you how do you make a video game and then lose the video game? I don't like. I don't. You would think they would you would have that in like such a safe place that no one could delete it. Did you have an intern come in and just be like, oh, this doesn't look that important. I'm gonna. Just just oh drag this to the recycle bin. It just seems like such a dumb mistake. But honestly, regardless, they should have built the game for the ground yeah, anyways. Exactly. So yeah. like, like this is and which it's not they did. Yeah, they did uh they did fix the kinks and um yeah, they did they fixed they, they fixed the kinks. Like, so yeah. but yeah, so after that, um we also have they, he also mentions the fact that the like the in-house resources just aren't really available. King, Kingdom Hearts isn't the only franchise that the Japanese sector of Square Enix has to work on. It works yeah. on Dragon Quest and it works on Final Fantasy. And we all and, know Final Fantasy is not getting a lot of love anyways. Well, so I won't I fight with you on that. I <laughs> yeah, I, have no, yeah, I mean, I don't know where I don't know where the manpower is even going cuz we don't have enough manpower for Kingdom Hearts 3. Where the fuck yeah. is what the fuck is the manpower doing? Are they are they sucking each other's dicks on the Final Fantasy 15 fucking? <laughs> well, yeah, or, you know what? They ain't like, doing shit. They canceled all the fucking DLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, which also like kind of like plays into the the Unreal Engine four versus the uh, Luminous engine. Like we like. 
2.8 is such a better experience. 2.8, uh, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 is such a better experience than Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, 2.8. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Are oh, you talking about? Uh, are you talking about the Aqua? Uh, yeah, 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 that bad. Yeah, that bad 0. 0.2. Yes, yeah. 0.2. The four hours mm-hmm. it takes to beat 0.2 <laughs> is better than the entirety <laughs> of Final Fantasy 15. I can say that without absolute hesitation. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's pretty legit. Yeah. So, and I mean that that deck comes from having like the you know so the heads of square and x obviously want to evolve something that we've been talking about and things like uh in earlier in this episode (laughs) so the decision to do that is actually the best decision but it also plays into like it hurts tetsuya nomura because people they look for his face they look for a they look for the public relations guy I mean, and that's him. He shouldn't even be a public relations dude. Mm-hmm. dude. Can we forget that he's literally like just an art director? <laughs> yeah. And somehow he became the game director for <laughs> yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Super weird dude. <laughs> super weird life the dude lives. I, I don't understand how he keeps it all together, to be honest. I give him a lot of shit, but honestly, I really respect him. Yeah. So that's, um, so that was his, uh, that was his thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're talking about the manpower. The manpower yeah, is like, was the, the other issue. From? I don't know. I don't know what Square Enix is working on because they canceled all the Final Fantasy 15 DLC. They don't have enough manpower for Kingdom Hearts three. Mm-hmm. Are you telling me this is all like the seven remake? Because I haven't seen shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. So well, like, I mean, maybe they just well. I, they guess they they suffer from that early release syndrome. You know what I mean? Yeah, they like, they, they put the they they um they, they want you to get hyped way yeah. too early, blow their load way too early, yeah. and they're like, oh no, I can't like perform any more sexual acts. Yeah. And so like <laughs> then they blow their load, and then they don't give you a trailer for like four fucking years, yeah. and that's why Final Fantasy 15 is actually a game from 2008 <laughs> called Final <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> Versus 13. <laughs> they took the same idea, and then they just made a game that we were supposed to get that was a off into a main game <laughs> i i've i have a very very turbulent relationship with square enix as you can see i love them and support them but but they, 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 they people got some, that from our podcast during e3 and we they, told them we had they we thought they had the worst they did have um, the worst the worst direct they did have the worst uh they they do some pretty reprehensible things sometimes mm-hmm. honestly and uh and honestly like if they were really responsible for why kingdom hearts 3's development was so like splintered then like like i can't believe that because like that's, that's one of them that's yeah. like their money making that's mm-hmm. eight final fantasy might be their like headliner but kingdom hearts makes a shit ton of money mm-hmm. like on the back end too like final fantasy totally. makes a lot of money on the back end because they have like the the they have like they numbers on their side there's a lot of fucking Final yeah Fantasy yeah games. of course kingdom hearts doesn't have a lot of games but those games like <laughs> they sell a lot yeah. even it's weird kingdom hearts might be the most like being half disney makes it appeal to a lot of non-hardcore gamers i know so there's a lot of people who aren't really like into video <sighs> that games are big fans of kingdom, kingdom hearts because like it's got a lot of disney mm-hmm. and it acts as a good it's easy ga- to play and it's a good gateway very to bring accessible these people in very accessible yeah. game uh well and it, to so, be in my opinion starting at two very accessible but <laughs> unless you're playing 1.1.5 yeah. okay if we're talking kingdom yeah. hearts one ps4 version okay yeah like pretty accessible <laughs> gameplay um very, very pretty accessible gameplay and um and just a 
I was about to say a good easy story to enjoy. Yeah, that, that's a big, big fucking lie. Yeah, it's not I an think easy about, story to that's, enjoy. That's the one thing that's not accessible about the series. The convoluted story. That, yeah, yeah, overly convoluted story. Mm-hmm. I think about the, some of the story elements sometimes, and I'm like, this doesn't like make any sense logically to like have. Like, how could someone come to this conclusion? Like, yes, this is what we're going to do. <laughs> it, the, I, 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 I will not. I, I've definitely mentioned this in a podcast before, but I just I can't. I can't get over the fact that it, it was an obvious conscious choice that they were like, yes, the name of this weapon type is Keyblade, and the most <laughs> ultimate one of these Keyblades is also pronounced Keyblade. <laughs> that was a conscious choice. Someone <laughs> in the department, in Square Enix's department, was like, they they're going to fucking- refer to that as Kyblade. As yes. the Greek, the Greek, uh, the Greek pronunciation. Xehanort says like you the could Kai call it the Keyblade, but yeah, everyone still calls it the Keyblade. Yeah. It was like the Keyblade, Keyblade. <laughs> this was a conscious choice. It was an obvious yeah. conscious choice. Tetsuya Nomura or somebody was like, "This is gonna fuck those people <laughs> up. They're gonna fucking die." It's super unnecessary. Yeah, but you know, I. It's that it's the the story you love to hate almost. Yeah. But you you, you hate to love you, you love to hate, but exactly. you love to love it as well. So that's kind of like a uh, explanation on how we got to this point with, um, between the having to lose a year's worth of work and not having the internal manpower just to just to be able to like just to be able to develop this game. That's pretty that's why we're here. But the fact of the matter is we're here now. We're living in this moment. The game is coming out the twenty ninth. So I think a big let's issue. think. What do we want from it? What are your what, like? What are your predictions or at least biggest hopes? Because I don't. I have. I have predictions, but they're different from my hopes. Oh, like um, <laughs> like in terms of like like worlds. To yeah, expect? yeah, worlds. Because we, we haven't been told all the worlds in the game. Right? Yeah, we I, haven't. I okay. don't think so. Uh, okay. Uh, well, it I, would be a shame if we had been. We haven't seen Hollow Bastion yet, although it'd be Radiant Garden at this point. Uh, I'm really mm-hmm. hoping that that makes a comeback because, mm-hmm. Radi- you know, that that world is such integral. Yeah. To the, it's very integral to the story. So, like, it feels weird that this is, like, the um, the, the climax chapter mm-hmm. in this the Xehanort saga yeah. fucking Nomura. But, mm-hmm. um, but yes, it, it feels weird that that area has been so, you know, so integral to the series and they wouldn't have it in here. Mm-hmm. So, I bet you anything it's... I wonder if it's going to be the, la- um, the second to last world again like mm-hmm. it was in the first game that'd be nice yeah it'd be a nice little callback yeah. to uh to the uh original i'd also like to see um so, the um to the beginning see- of the xehanort saga because the callback to the original because like his oh, yeah 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 they're going to go forward with this apparently yeah of yeah. course i would have liked to hope for a final fantasy world but now we're not getting that although like if kingdom hearts is going to continue that might that might come mm-hmm. in the future however um i'd like to see um what is it of? I like to see Tron come back. It's probably not going to happen though. Mm. Uh, that's that's more of a uh, that's more of a uh, a dream. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, other than that, I can't think of anything else I'd like to see. Maybe think, Princess in the Frog World. Things uh, that I were thinking about was uh, Moana. Moana. That it's being, not gonna, yeah, I know it's, I know because came out, it came out uh, way too late. They wouldn't um, have had time because they planned this shit right. Of course, beginning. yeah. But Moana was. That's why I said I have a different. I differentiate my hopes from my predictions. I would have loved that. Though. <laughs> Although I would have yeah. liked a, Le- a real Lilo and Stitch world a little bit, mm. like not counting 
Like Deep Space and Birth by Sleep is I yeah, sure, but like it's not really Lilo and Stitch the way people yeah. wanted Lilo. I and get Stitch. you. I think uh my I think Moana is my preferred Pacific Islander Dude, really? <laughs> Pacific Islander uh, movie. Even yeah. Having watched both at very recent mm-hmm. memory, I still must say I yeah. like Lilo and Stitch. That's fair. I mean yeah. I can't I can't fault I you because I do like Lilo and it Stitch. It might just a lot. be the style of animation. Not that I don't like the Disney's current style of, you know, the, mm-hmm. the 3D animation, but like yeah. I, I've always been more partial to the Yeah. I guess when it comes drawing. down for me, one has the girl from the ring, the other one has the rock. So I'm gonna choose the rock the ten times out of that. Yeah, the girl that the girl that from the ring, um, the girl that played the girl in the ring, it voiced Lilo. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> that. That yeah, funny. Yeah, I mean, no, the rock is real great. Of <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, Moana, I did want Brave. I thought that would have been nice. I would have liked Disney. to run around as like have a you fucking seen Wrecked Ralph too. What? No, I haven't you seen haven't. it yet. No, they make a, They throw some shade at Brave in that movie. <laughs> she likes it because the scene where all the princes. Oh, when they're there, all sitting down and shit. She finds, yeah. She says like one thing, and everyone's like, she, like. Oh, I've seen that. I, I've seen. I've yeah, seen the clip of that. Yeah, like, yeah. She's like, she's from a different yeah. studio. Yeah. Like they throw so much shade at Brave. Mm-hmm. I, I would love that to happen. But my I friend did like a really good cosplay of Merida in that, doing like the exact same like facial expressions and everything. She did a really good job. That's funny. <laughs> I, I unfortunately I don't like the story to Brave. I Aww. wish I, I like everything about that movie except the narrative. Oh really? Oh yeah. yeah I guess yeah, sometimes it does fall in on itself. It's but su- I, it's super weird. The trailers presented it as something. It, it felt like it was presented to me as something different and then it ended up being like her mom gets turned into a bear and I was like, this is not what I expected. Oh, all right. It was still all right. I didn't right. feel that. Just like, I, didn't, I, I didn't happen to... I, I guess I didn't interpret the trailer the same way the, you did. The trailer made it seem like she was gonna like go on an adventure to like sort of prove that she could she could stand I'll on her own. I'll be fighting for my own hand. Yeah, like, <laughs> it kind of seemed like she was gonna be doing this sort of rebellious uh, quest to like to to prove herself or do something to prove herself, not like rescue her mom from being a bear. I, <laughs> the heartwarming thing where a mother where a, a fractured relationship where a mother no, got like get, yeah, get, gets gets repaired by the by the, by the heroines outgoing the, the, the that end, didn't the, you didn't inter- didn't jerk you a little bit the end result movie did end up having like a meeting it just wasn't what i yeah. expected i totally get it man i totally no, get it I was I would, that fan. being said i would have enjoyed it in that because i would have liked merida as a as a archer type as a uh, yeah party member party it would member. be a beautiful landscape too in the game yeah but I, I feel and like the, those probably, music mixes would be so fucking yeah, sick man good. i feel like they spent all the all the fucking forest budget on uh tangled bow yeah <laughs> <laughs> Real, uh, real big, uh, huge upset that there's no record Ralph world in this game, but maybe, mm. maybe next game. We'll yeah, see. I was, uh, I also was hoping, and I know that I, I, t- I have such bad pipe dreams, man. Um, I was hoping for the uh, Maleficent movie to come out to somehow tie into that. Like, I was thinking, even back then, I was like, hmm, maybe Angelina Jolie. Yeah, <laughs> like, actually, you know, Angelina Jolie. But I would have liked uh, the because they gave that movie gave gives Maleficent a backstory. Yeah, and, it would uh, be cool if they like actually implemented the Maleficent's uh, backstory and they how they that to the Maleficent yeah. in um, in Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Since she's based off the original, something tells me they probably They're probably, probably not gonna just gonna keep her just straight. I'm evil because I uh, like being evil. It's all good. I don't like, mind because I love that yeah, interpretation like, of I'm Maleficent. Okay that, but I, I but agree with, it would I be like, nice. I like what yeah. they do with her in um, in the live action movie. So it is. It is I want to go like, see it would that. Be a, it would be something cool, and it like they've alluded to that already in Kingdom mm-hmm. Hearts that she's not like entirely really a piece yeah. of shit because she like she mm-hmm. protects Sora at one point. Mm-hmm. There's no numerous occasions where they like they step in and and do something 
something um do something just yeah of course um well, although they claim it's like oh yeah this is helping us too yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> uh one crossover i was hoping to not get and thankfully that i i haven't so far is uh once upon a time that show sucks. that's not gonna happen that show that's sucks. not gonna happen and man. i don't want to see it i don't want to see kingdom hearts and that actually that's a lie i probably would watch it the, i would watch no, the season man. that i would watch the season where they represent kingdom hearts and that but i don't know how you do that with an 11 year old boy and a duck and a dog so, <laughs> I know it's not gonna Once happen. Once upon a time, it's not even technically owned by Disney. I know, I know, but I would, I, I just think about that. I would prefer to see, I would prefer to see Once of uh, Kingdom Hearts in Once Upon a Time rather than, than Once Upon a Time in Kingdom That'd Hearts. That'd be complicated, man. <laughs> It'd be way too complicated, and impossible to do, but and impossible to cast. Oh, but, no way, but, just, but yeah, Haley Joel Osment be so. <laughs> but yeah, but he's uh, still like just Haley Joel Osment with like the beard and shit. <laughs> Man, that boy's voice is developed. Ah, <laughs> uh, not real. From secondhand lions, you know. <laughs> uh, nah, have you watched Future Man, dude? He's uh, he still sounds like fucking Sora, and like just his. It's very strange because he's he's like a pretty stout looking man now. He's he's quite chunky, and uh, he's got a beard and shit happening. So like he's he's. I don't know. Haley Joel Osment's a funny creature. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think about it a lot. Um, so what other things like what are you um i guess like i don't know can we like talk about like what we can predict the conclusion is going to be like are they going to give us predict, anything from, i don't like, want to predict the conclusion but i'll try to like i don't know to, if i could i'll I try to see what i like i i definitely there are some things that i am expecting or um hoping to see happen uh narratively like definitely think signs are pointing uh to to roxas coming mm-hmm. back as a uh as as an important character like an important figurehead hopefully um i don't know Shion how they're gonna give nice to... it seems like they're leaning towards yeah. something going on with her mm-hmm. because they wouldn't bring back roxas if like Shion wasn't, wasn't yeah wasn't not to mention she's she's um they like showed her a bunch <laughs> they alluded to her a bunch in dream drop distance mm-hmm. and uh made it even seem like she was she like she was right next to uh to Roxas when um when everyone like had their when yeah. it was like the illusion yeah I know what you're talking about yeah, yeah. Like, it seems like there's it's the most powerful moment of that game I think yeah I think so too yeah. it's because it, they call back to the whole my friends are my power line I really dug that that, that part really did yeah. hit me I was like this is really cool um I think I'll be interested to see um Roxas and Ventus yeah this is gonna be well i don't even how if they are gonna bring back roxas like how are they gonna make it happen where they make him his own person because they're alluding that yeah. that's what's gonna happen but like how do you do how, that yeah because I mean, the only so far as we know the only way to like do to, that is to kill the nobody to kill yeah they have to have them die the heartless and the nobody dies it's kind of so, like this it takes the piss out of a it lot of takes things the piss out of everything yeah <laughs> it's, it's really kind of like they definitely ran out of ideas in the movie yeah. tetsuya Nomura was like i don't want to have to come up with completely new characters so let's just like have them come back to life because be that nice makes to sense. have larxene back it is yeah it is nice to have larxene i need back. her and axel just cool just that, to um, fucking get over it get it over with you know what i mean like what do you mean? i think larxene and axel just need to fucking get it over with man what like do you mean get it over with like, like I, honestly the kind of like there's 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 tension there i think there's some sexual tension oh, no, there i think oh, the no, entire no. organization needs what to you, what are you talking about <laughs> axel and syax are like super gay. <laughs> i know like, i know I know, I know i know i know larxene's the uh i actually i got the impressions from the uh larxene's the 
town whore. Uh, she uh, she I just kind of you know whenever whatever whatever she's looking to have some. I know who's in power. That I know she'd like to do that. But uh, what I was saying was I remember there being tension in uh, two. Oh yes, yeah. in, uh, in yes. Rechain. Yes, in Rechain. Right. I remember were... there being tension there. And Larkin like... just flirts, flirts with everybody though. Even Roxas in three five eight a bunch. It's really mm-hmm. kind of creepy actually. Yeah. <laughs> Larkin's super fucked up. She's yeah, I just the cum dumpster the of the organization. Of like, <laughs> I just I know I know what you mean, and I I did recognize that whole thing with Roxas, and it was kind of uncomfortable. I just think her and Axel make a like a, I could imagine her and Axel being cute, and she's I, crazy man. I know, but oh, dude, that's my type. <laughs> <laughs> I did crazy. But, well, then you pair yourself up with her. Well, that's fine. I can they wear an Axel costume while I do poor it. Axel. Good, of, I can wear an Axel's costume while I do it. That's fine. You should, you should do it. You'd make a pretty good Axel. Man. No, I wouldn't. I'm too short. Too short. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, I guess. I don't, I don't think that bad. <laughs> oh, well, no. I'm hoping for good things for him. It'd be cool if he were the second playable character, but it's probably mm-hmm. not. Uh, but he's definitely. Lee, gonna, sorry. Lee. Yeah, Lee. Like, I mean, he's definitely going to do okay, some Okay, so shit. fine if it's like Axel and Larkseen. I think not that's going to so. I think that's going to be like a, uh, a recurring gag in the game because that was starting to happen in Dream Job where everyone it's still Axel. called him Axel and uh, he was just like. No, it's Lee. Lee. All right, guy, fine. Lee, Axel. Lee. Like, you know what? I'm not going to correct you right now. I'm quitted flipping. Uh, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> to play the same redhead. And <laughs> when are they going to bring me back as Raiden? Oh, okay. So, like, all right, all right let, let's try to find some uh, some leeway or some some common ground here. Is it all right if it's Axel X Larkseen as long as it's Lee X Isa? <laughs> Maybe. We don't know what's going to happen with him. Something yeah. tells me he's going to, like, he's going to have a redemption arc. That'd be nice. I think I think nice so. to have like a good friendship, uh, like because they come make together they after make, that. Like Syx is like completely <laughs> reprehensibly like evil, but it would make it would make all the more sense of like something happened that like made him that really broke his he's like kinda, trust. And he's kind of norted though. He's norted, but I wonder if something might happen that like. I love that way you can make up a thing like. Yeah, norted. right. Not that me and Jason personally did it, but like the fact that I love the fact norted is a term. He's norted, but he has the <laughs> most like he has a very significant connection to uh to like a, a major uh, like a major good character the other Let, members of the organization are all like related through xehanort so they have yeah. no they have no good reference mm-hmm. syx does have a good reference through axel and they already they're already mm-hmm. playing that up in dream drop distance when they like clash together they're exactly. already playing up this thing it was the reveal that yeah. at that point he so could... like i feel like if anything something's going to happen where i bet you anything syx like loses he becomes disillusioned in Xehanort or maybe he realizes what's truly going to happen when like Xehanort uses his vessel and he's like oh I don't like that (laughs) I wonder if that's like the beginning of the conclusion there See how we like, yeah, like I feel like that's a maybe. Nice way to do I mean, yeah, there might be shit here that leads into the next saga of the Kingdom Hearts series, which who knows when we're gonna get the next game. See. Something tells me we'll get a, we'll get a, we'll get some more spin-off games that might have something or nothing to do with <laughs> something or nothing. I mean, I'm being serious. Yeah. But like, legit, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we got shit that came like yeah. in between. Like we're gonna, there, like the there, secret, there like will the, be there will be a large period of time before we get something that comes mm-hmm. after Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, okay, I, I I dig that. Yeah, yeah, I I won't like that, but like <laughs> that's what I feel like they're gonna fucking do to us anyways. Yeah, Squeenix. Well, God damn it, Squeenix! It's not even Squeenix. Disney owns the IP technically. They they decide who lives and who dies virtually interesting how yeah uh, yeah the, uh disney owns the square enix has the development rights but disney owns the characters and the the, the ip 
So like they decide where it is, what it do, what it be, <laughs> what, what it what it got, <laughs> shit like that. You know, I feel that. So. But yeah, I just think I don't know. Like yeah, all the organization members are coming back. I feel like people are expecting a little too much in the in the convoluted <laughs> department, not realizing this is supposed to like be the resolution chapter. I feel yeah. like things are going to be solved a lot simpler than we think it is. But there's definitely going to be a couple of yeah. curveballs. I imagine you know? like one after the other. I imagine that'll yeah. probably be the entire game will be resolving. Like will be resolved. It'll probably be the same yeah. like sort of pattern like as bouncing and resolving like, sorry yeah. go on. I'll no, you're you right you're right just like bouncing around per world and like getting resolving the issue yeah. as you go yeah they're, they're probably but, not going to deviate from the but general at this formula. point yeah but no i'm thinking about is like it's going to be resolving all of the issues like yes. we're going to resolve the ventus issue in one part then we're going to bounce over and resolve roxas we're going to re resolve isa we're going to resolve all that i think that's going to happen as well as some world fluff in between yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Of course, of course. But they're they're usually good at tying in the um the like the story of the world yeah. with uh Dude, the with cinematics. What's Did you see the last last trailer that yeah. came out for it? Yeah, I mean, it looks like it's just a movie. Good old Hades, man. Like, it looks like it's just yeah. a movie. They really did well with the um the animations for this game. It's it's impressive. When I got to the end of two point eight, I was like, ooh, this all looks really good. You know, like it was, it's. It's cool that we've come this far, and if this is like the bar they're setting for like console Kingdom Hearts, like I'm happy yeah. about that. You know, the exactly. box art has really grown on me too. I'm really yeah, I'm really ready for this it game. It seemed to come like out. a little. It seemed a little busy. Busy, yeah, a little busy, busy. But like, I don't mind it too much. And if everyone's there, that means that everyone's important. So like, I, how could I complain about everyone exactly. like playing a part? Oh, right. Here's a here's a good. Did you did you see the very end of Kingdom Hearts Unchained X? Like, do you know what happens to your Keyblade wielder? Uh, I mean, y'all are part of the Keyblade War. Yeah, so we're part of the Keyblade War, and then at the very end, you uh, wake up in modern times. Oh. Yeah. That's freaky. Yeah. So I wonder if that's going to play at all a factor. You think that's Sora, that'll happen to Sora, maybe? No, I just wonder what's going to happen with our Keyblade wielder. Like, if there's going to be a chance Is that there even going to be... We can like have, like, a generic of... Keyblade wielder that, like, shows up or the souls he for all the And he represents, like... Yeah, I see what you're saying. I Hopefully... I, it would be nice to bring back my character from Unchained X. I loved be, it. That would be dope if the worlds from, like... If, if all the Keyblade wielders from before the war, like, get to come back to life. And, like, the world... The bridges between the worlds are, like, connected indefinitely. Now there's no risk of anything, like, bad happening. Yeah. yeah, like ideally, ideally the the world of Kingdom Hearts becomes a utopia, and yeah. ideally when the next saga starts, something yeah. else comes along to yeah. domino effect the whole fucking thing again. Let's put some world ends with you guys back in in this I bitch. I sure hope so. <laughs> yeah, I really hope that if they continue the saga, like we're done with Sora, Riku, and Kyrie. No, so. he's he's specifically said he wants Sora as the protagonist of whatever comes next. What the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. The fuck? I don't yeah. um, like. I he just wanted want to have. He wants Sora to be. I would have been cool if like they appeared and they were like older and they were like just yeah. wandering worlds and I shit. Get you. Uh, but I would have wanted like a new protagonist. I get you. you know, let like, someone fresh discover the 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 um the power of the Keyblade. With you an know? Yeah, with an incredible cast, like the game has an incredible cast, not just of like characters that already exist, but the game's original characters. Yeah, they have made so many memorable people, one after the other. So That's I'm why, like, I, I don't want them they to, to do Sora again. Yeah, like, because they 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 don't have to. They could easily like just have these characters be in the background, give you a new. 
a new original character and uh, hell maybe even like have original friends with them and they could like do this shit again i mean theoretically that's what happened with terra aqua and yeah. uh, ventus they were the og and then it's like sororiku and kairi are there so like why not why don't we get another trio happening in there and sororiku and kairi become like the keyblade master yeah. status sort of you can deal. still have everyone that survives yeah but, i mean i don't think anyone's actually gonna I, that, that's one prediction I'll make. I don't think anyone's dying. I don't think anyone's real, dying real. for real, except for yeah. like Zaydort. Yeah, Zaydort is gonna Voldemort exactly. his way out of there. He's gonna yeah. probably fade into dust. Yeah, uh, I think maybe if anyone dies, it might be Anson the Wise for real. Yeah, um, that's that's fair. I mean, only because he's an old man. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, anyone else like who's not like evil. Yeah, um, and like anyone who's part of the organization is probably gonna kick it. Even yeah. Syx, even if he does redeem himself, something tells me he's gonna still kick it. That's I feel like Axel might, but I really hope he does. I don't. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I think he's too. I think he's too popular. Yeah. I think he's too popular. I don't think it's gonna happen. You're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, maybe Ansem. Maybe Waka. Maybe Waka. <laughs> Waka's already <laughs> dead. <laughs> so is Titus. <laughs> They're all dead, man. <laughs> Selfie's dead. Oh, no, she's not, actually. Yeah. She's not. She's good. She's good. Pain, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah, I, um, I, I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think, uh. Yeah, I'm surprised they want to they want to fucking keep Sora for this shit. I mean, what is he going to do? Is he just going to be like he's just going to keep getting older? We're going to be playing as a 25-year-old Sora still being voiced by Haley Joel Osment doing a 14-year-old's voice. Yeah. Uh, go figure though. I get you. This is exciting think- though nonetheless. This is this game is coming out very soon in almost just a little uh, over a month. Yeah. 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 Little it's not long now. We have Smash Ultimate to tie this over. It's closer to two months than it is to one month. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. February. Yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. Actually, but um, well, what mean, the fuck ever, man. We got we got Smash, we got Smash to hold man. us over. We got know. Starlink too. We got Starlink. Yeah, but I feel like <laughs> that's gonna be like absorbed by my Smash complaint. I mean, yes, but I'm gonna definitely play some Starlink when that yeah. shit. I'm gonna use that. Yeah, loving. I hope I play Star. No, I'm playing. I'm, I'm gonna fucking play, play the shit out of Starlink, dude. Yeah. Once, like, yeah, Smash Ultimate comes first, of course. Yeah. but like star like but yes i'm i'm excited for kingdom hearts 3 I'm really happy that it's finally happening you know Word. this is gonna be the end of the era end of an era next year feels like a weird weird abyss don't know what's gonna happen afterwards we'll hope uh, hopefully you guys will be there with us yeah, right. so, it's, it's an exciting welcome. and uncharted territory welcome to welcome the new day all righty guys that's it for us again. Thank you all for joining through. I oh. love you all. Oh, Jason, you. do you have anything to say to them? No, just uh, live long and prosper as always. Woo-hoo. All right, guys. Later. Hello, everyone. These are my redone refutations of the common criticisms of Fantastic Beasts and where to find them, too, the crimes of Grindelwald. Now, we're going to jump right into it. So the first one is that the movie is aimless. Now, I disagree because I don't think it's unfair to say that the rally scene was definitely the climax of the movie. And... While they don't make mention of it at the very beginning of the movie, or even within the first 30 minutes where the normal first act of a movie is completed, they do, once they start making reference to Grindelwald, or Grindelwald, whichever you may prefer, once they make reference to it, they don't stop making reference to the rally. So it 
it rears its head over and over again um, up until the scene. And, you know, the scene obviously has the memorable moments. Examples are Grindelwald's very convincing speech and, you know, everyone's favorite Queenie turning on Jacob. I say favorite sarcastically. Um, but to say that the movie is not leading up until this point and doesn't, doesn't think of it as like a climax scene, I think is completely incorrect. A lot of the major subplots end and, and conclude right before the rally uh, right before the rally happens so between that and the characters frequently making reference to it I find that the movie being aimless as a critique of the movie is very it's just incorrect the second one would be uh, too many subplots and while you know we could argue the subjectivity of what is too many subplots like define too many subplots give me a number you can't we could also argue the subjectivity of like everything that has to do with reviewing media but we're not going to do that here but i find that this movie because of its length um had to frequently call back to the subplots in different scenes and i think personally it did a very good job of it because i'm not very uh, i have the attention span of a two-year-old so I thought it did a very good job because I never lost track. I didn't lose track of the movie subplot and the many, many subplots that happened here. And I actually think that's more of a like a you know a high five to the movie. Like good shit. Can't believe you're able to do that. Um, but a lot of other people, and I that might be a little bit of a snobbiness on their part, um, didn't find that to be the case. And I don't know. I I think that's not. I think that's a very flaccid uh, flaccid criticism of this movie. Because if someone like me was able to understand all of it, I think that was, uh, I think that speaks volumes for it. The uh, next one is Jacob Kowalski. I mean, his mere presence in the movie. People didn't think that he, they, we, they got a good enough reason for him to be in there. Maybe it was lazy writing or something. But I imagine that people, uh, let me, let me rephrase that. So people didn't sit, didn't, people didn't like how, kind of quick the scene was and how it didn't leave much of a lasting impact. Now for me, I probably, I, I, I liked it. I don't know what to say. I liked it. People, I guess, didn't like how, I thought it was whimsical and fun. I think that's very uh, Jacob Kowalskian if uh, <laughs> to make a, hopefully we can turn that into a phrase, but to make a scene that was not too on the nose with the dialogue um, must have been deemed not important enough to justify adding extra length to this movie. Like I've said before, this movie is very long. So to try and make another a scene up that was, you know, not too on the nose, the ends didn't justify the means there. The, the movie would have been too long, at least in the director's eyes. I personally agree. I thought it was very funny. I liked how kind of quick it was, and it did lead to some pretty hilarious moments. So again, I find that to be another uh, flaccid criticism of the movie. I hope people are loving my use of the word flaccid here. <laughs> um, so the next one is uh, Nagini. People uh, have a lot of issues with Nagini's presence in the movie, um, saying that she's not interesting enough. Now, I don't think that's a good point for someone to criticize the movie on. In fact, it is kind of the, the point I am going to make. Um, so, in a long movie like this, a lot of the characters don't get the exposition that they really deserve, which is a shame, but they, this is kind of a lead-up movie. Remember, there's going to be about five of these. So, a lot of the times, you know, we're going to be introduced to people here, 
and you know they're probably going to have bigger payoffs later on in the series. So I think that being said, Credence needed someone to bounce dialogue off of and maybe give him some insight on the world around them. So he needed someone, and that character, if she wasn't named Nagini and she wasn't going to be in, if, if it wasn't Nagini, people would complain so much. They would complain much more than they are complaining about her being Nagini and not interesting, because then they would just say, oh my god, what a waste of a character. Like, you know, she isn't providing anything to the scene, to the scenes or any substance to the plot. So by giving her the character of someone we're already familiar with adds to the intrigue, not only of what she's doing, but of what she is going to do later on in the series, because we already know what's going to happen to her at the very end. So that, I think, is why it's a, not a very strong criticism to criticize Nagini, because her being Nagini is the intrigue. Maybe she doesn't do much in this movie, but she w she will do things later on that will be very interesting to see how it all plays out, especially considering uh, who she ends up uh, subservient to. So that is my uh, refutation for that. Now, the next one is uh, Queenie's actions being unjustified. And I don't agree with that again. So Queenie's actions... If you imagine you're Queenie and you've been going through, I think it's a year from the end of the first one to the beginning of this movie, she's just been dreaming of leading a normal, loving life with the man that she loves, but she can't have that, and that has to wear you down. After a year of being denied basic human pleasure, you know what I mean? Living the life you want, that has to, that has to change you. Queenie couldn't be the same person she was at the beginning of, she couldn't be the same person she was at the beginning of the series because she hadn't experienced that hardship yet. So then a guy comes around, a powerful man that you know, and even if, you know, you have a, you have your, uh, even if you're a little sketched out by him, even if that, you do know that he is very powerful and that he might actually be able to back up the things he says. And he's telling you that he has the ability to change the system and burn it all down and rebuild it anew and, you know, make it better for you. Now, these all sound very attractive to someone who's not in the right state. And Queenie's not in the right state because of that year of her not being able to experience you know, the life that she wants to live. So, you know, Anakin Skywalker had this happen to him. You know, he didn't get to have the life that he wanted, so someone came and told him that he might be able to if he just listened to it. And even if the means were nefarious, you you want to do it. You're a des you're in a desperate you're in a desperate point in your life. And I think that is why Queenie is uh I wouldn't say justified, but I think that is a little more insight to the kind of um to the kind of mental space Queenie was occupying during this time, that she couldn't be the same uh, the character that she was that would never do this kind of thing to Jacob. She has been uh, beat down and downtrodden through uh, for the last year. So I think that's a little bit more extra. I, I hope that that was a little more of an idea, or how do I put it? I hope that that was a little more insightful to people that are complaining about how Queenie's character would never do such a thing to Jacob. She's not the same person she was in the first movie. So that's my, uh, that's my insight to you. Now, 
Uh, the other one is a lot of people have been saying this is the last. This is the last one. Um, a lot of people are saying that you know, hell, England's rules on uh, no matches or muggles uh, uh, copulating with uh, with the witches and wizards. Uh, England's rules are a lot more lax. So why don't they just pick up their lives and move uh, move to England? Well. Queenie and Kowalski's life are pretty much rooted in New York, and Jacob even owns a small business with a loan that he was trying to get in the beginning of the first movie that he got denied for. You know, it's not that easy to just pick up and move your life across overseas, especially um, when your life's really rooted in one particular spot. Now, I'm not saying that it's impossible for people, because we're not trees, we can get out, we can move around, don't ever feel like you're stuck, but... It is really tough to do that, especially in the you know the 1940s economy. So, um, or was the 30s, 1930s economy. So remember, we were in a depression out here in America. So you know that's what it is. And if it was that easy, you know I wouldn't be here right now. I would be out. I'd be out on the beach with a sex on the beach in one hand and having actual sex on the beach and a fat stogie in the other hand out there in Tijuana, Mexico. And that's all I got to say on the matter. I have been Jake Styles. Thank you very much, and we'll see you soon.